The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masarowski. Breaking overnight, a massive manhunt underway in Maine after a mass shooting at a bar and a bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine. Last night, at least 20 people are believed to be dead. Police have identified Robert Card as a person of interest. He's a firearms instructor trained by the military and was recently committed to a mental health facility. A shelter-in-place order was extended from Lewiston to Lisbon, Maine, where a vehicle of interest was found. Richard Frankel is a former FBI special agent. We now have uh, law enforcement, not only from Lewiston and Lisbon, Maine, but you have the state police, you have the federal officials, and now you have also uh, New Hampshire police officers who are manning checkpoints at the border between Maine and New Hampshire because they really don't know where he is at this time. Victims and survivors describing the scene. We are hearing from some of the survivors of the mass shooting. Young Zoe grazed by a bullet in the bowling alley. I never thought I'd grow up and get a bullet in my leg, and it's just like, like, why? Like, why do people do this? Riley Dumont also there with her parents and 11-year-old daughter. I just remember people sobbing and crying and everyone was, people around me were not screaming, but like whimpering. She says their lives are forever changed. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Much more on this breaking story from Maine overnight throughout the morning here on WBEN. Now to across the world, possible movement in the effort to bring home more than 20 hostages, including Americans, taken by Hamas militants during the October 7th attack on Israel. Qatar's prime minister says negotiations to release hostages are progressing. It comes as Israel delays its ground invasion of Gaza for now, amid significant pressure from the White House urgently pushing for more time to free hostages. President Biden says he spoke with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu again yesterday about the hostages, foreign nationals wishing to leave Gaza, and the importance of focusing on what comes after this crisis. Biden also called for an end to attacks by Israeli settlers on Palestinians in the West Bank a territory larger than Gaza, home to about 3 million Palestinians. That's Andrew Dimbert reporting. Okay, we'll uh, keep you updated on the latest there. The United Auto Workers reaching a tentative contract agreement with Ford reportedly includes a pay raise of about 25% over four years. UAW President Sean Fain speaking late last night. For months, we've said that record profits mean record contracts. And UAW family... Our stand-up strike has delivered. The deal has the potential to end the almost six-week strike against Detroit's Big Three. The union's 57,000 still need to approve that contract again with Ford. Uh, is what we're hearing this morning. The Bills take on the Bucks tonight in Orchard Park. It's been a rough few weeks for the Bills since their victory over the Dolphins. Head coach Sean McDermott telling WGR this week what they're looking at. Just from a, hey, listen, what, what are we what are we doing well? What, what are our strengths and what can we do better? And let's make sure we're accentuating our strengths and putting players in a certain position of strength for them and being the best offense we can be or become. Josh Allen talking this week about keeping his cool. Just trying to stay in this state called low positive where, you know, your energy is not super high and you're allowing your, your mind to think and be free and just, you know, stay on top of everything. Because obviously as a quarterback, there's a lot of things going through our mind. So if I can limit, you know, myself and my energy and my heart rate, I feel like I can maybe think a little bit more. But who knows, maybe I need to think a little bit less and just play football. 
Kickoff tonight is at 8.15, so uh, another primetime game for the Bills, a little different on Thursday night here. The game is on Channel 7 as well as Amazon. You see that uh, on the listings, like if you were to look it up online, you might only see Amazon. You know, that's the national, uh, it's only on Amazon nationally. Here locally, Channel 7, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can still watch the game. Don't worry uh, when you look that up. Thousands of school kids in the South Towns will be getting out of school early because of tonight's Bills game. Officials with Orchard Park, Hamburg, and Frontier say they want to make sure students get home safely before Bills fans start arriving for the game. It's a half day for Orchard Park and Frontier kids. Hamburg schools dismissing 20 minutes early. Okay, yeah. that's uh, They did that last year for mm, yes. one game. I mean, it would have had to be Thursday or Monday night. And I'm assuming they're totally blanking on what game that was, but it worked out uh, and ended up being a good idea because those buses, you know, going around when everyone's trying to get to, could create such a mess. And you have to assume they're going to do it again a week from Monday. Yeah, I mean another one, two games in a row. These primetime games on a weeknight. Well, after more than three weeks, the House finally has elected a speaker, Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Having only served six and a half years in Congress, he has the least experience of any speaker in 140 years. Andrea Fujii has more. Johnson is known for his conservative views and led efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. He's earned the support of former President Trump, who is taking credit for Johnson's win. We put out the word and now he's the Speaker of the House. Congressman Matt Gates, nicknaming him MAGA Mike Johnson. If, if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to MAGA Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of this movement, and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies, uh, then then you're not paying attention. It's Andrea Fujii with the latest from Washington. The city of Buffalo preparing to release its plan to deal with snow. WBEN's Tom Puckett is taking a look. By next Wednesday, the Buffalo Common Council should get a snow plan from the mayor's office, but it appears the emergency manager position will not be filled by then, concerning council member Joe Golombek. I'd like to see it already up and running on November 1st, uh, But maybe that means that there's somebody from within, and if that's the case, it's a lot easier to bring them up to speed. Well, because they won't have to be brought up to speed, but if they're getting somebody from the outside, you know, that will make it much more difficult. But Golombek says the plan could be done without an emergency services manager, just not as easily. Councilmember Rashid Wyatt says the plan is incomplete without an emergency manager. We need an emergency manager. If we have a plan, we need the emergency manager to execute it. So we need to have the professionals in the building to make certain, again, that our first priority is the safety and well-being of residents of the city of Buffalo. Wyatt says he has heard a proposal is going out to fill that position. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. And uh, something we'll be talking about a little bit later on this morning at about 6.50. Well, Americans are putting seasonal flu shots on the back burner. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. It's been almost six weeks since the new COVID and flu shots have hit pharmacy shelves, and it's been a slow turnout for those looking to get them. The CDC reported numbers this week that state about 12 million Americans, or about 3.6 of the population, have gotten the new COVID shot, and 16 million have gotten their annual flu shot. Don Arthur of Brighton Eggert Pharmacy says there's been one obstacle as to why members of the community haven't got the shots that they wanted in the first couple weeks. We didn't see COVID vaccines until recently, so we started a, a wait list because we do quite a bit of vaccines at my Brighton Eggert Pharmacy, and that list had gotten up to a thousand names. 
before we received our first vaccine. Fortunately, some vaccines had reached the, the chain pharmacies. Those pharmacists have been overwhelmed. The, the workload of filling prescriptions in a busy chain pharmacy uh, is difficult. And chain pharmacists are, are exceptional pharmacists, but they just don't have the ability to keep up with their daily workload and on top of that do vaccinations. But what about those low numbers in those getting the flu shots? Arthur would agree that this could possibly be attributed to a group of people's mistrust in the COVID vaccine. I think definitely there's been some what I'll call political spillover. It's frustrating to me, you know, as a healthcare provider that, that this has happened. Roughly, I, I don't have current statistics, but I think annually 40% of Americans, you know, feel the need to, to receive a, a flu shot annually. And for my own personal health, I, I feel that vaccinating for flu, for RSV, for COVID, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a benefit to com- the community. Arthur, like the director of the CDC, is confident going forward that more and more people will eventually get their flu and COVID shots as it is still relatively early. You can find more information and hear the full conversation at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Max, thank you for that. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Scattered showers this morning, mostly cloudy this afternoon with highs in the low 70s. For your Friday, we'll also start with a few showers early, otherwise mostly cloudy and breezy. Temperatures near 70 again on Friday. Showers Saturday morning, it'll be cooler with highs near 60. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us live this morning is Jeff Ronaldo, former Buffalo Police Captain with Vista Security. Uh, Jeff, you're just listening to that update. Uh, this is a, a different kind of manhunt in Maine because the suspect's military service. He's a firearms instructor. What do police, how do they approach this with this kind of a suspect? Good morning, Susan. Um, it definitely uh, creates a different set of circumstances for the law enforcement officers out there. They know that they are dealing with somebody that's trained. They know that they are dealing with somebody that's heavily armed, um, and especially the fact that he has some affiliation with the military. It definitely uh, makes the manhunt probably a little slower, a little more methodical, and is also going to require more resources. It, this would not be typical, right? I think a lot of people are surprised to hear there's a manhunt going on usually the uh, shooter in a situation like this would have been uh, maybe killed by police at the scene, turned himself in, or something like that. It's not often it's the case where he's able to get away. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Uh, approximately 98% of these end uh, right at the scene, whether it's with uh, intervention from law enforcement or in suicide. So this is a unique case where apparently this individual did have other plans. Uh, it appears he's carried out two attacks in a short time frame and as you said he did uh, seem to escape the scene is now on the loose what would be going on now with uh, law enforcement setting up a, a perimeter I'm, I'm sure that they would have that something in place like that now absolutely I mean by now they are way deep into knowing who this person is who he uh, associates with whose friends family acquaintances are uh, previous places of employment so I'm sure that all of those locations are locked down, and now they're really going to try to squeeze him out of wherever he may be hiding. I uh, would presume that they have aerial assets as well as canine, and they are probably starting a methodical grid-type search of the areas surrounding where these incidents occurred. Does that search become easier with daylight? 
It definitely does. Uh, you know, nighttime is difficult looking for any type of suspect, but especially somebody that may have some type of training uh, and is armed. So once uh, daylight hits, you'll probably see a larger push in terms of that search. And I think it's pretty telling the fact that they are basically telling businesses, government entities, schools to remain closed today. Um, that tells me that they probably do not really have an idea of what area this person may be located in at this point. Jeff, thank you for the update. We appreciate you joining us. Sure. Have a good morning. That's Jeff Ronaldo, former Buffalo police captain with Vista Security. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.